from BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Rev up your thrills this summer at Cedar Point on the all-new Top Thrill 2. Drive the sky on the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch vertical speedway. And now, for a limited time, get more Cedar Point fun for less with our limited-time bundle for just $49.99. Get admission, parking, and all-day drinks for one low price. But you better hurry, because this bundle won't last long. Save now at cedarpoint.com. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action, and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network. Hey guys, um, before we start this week's episode, um, I wanted to let you know that this episode will be for all of the men, women, and everyone in between um, to definitely just open your ears, um, be open to learning. We are bringing you guys an episode that a lot of you have asked for, um, and with the current climate going on, I think that we would do disservice to all of you by not having this conversation. So for the next hour, um, across from us, we do have professionals. We will be digging into everything regarding women's rights and what's going on with abortions. Um, And of course, just our bodies and what the rights that are being taken away from us right now. So I'm excited. It's a Monday morning. We hear, as always, it's Horrible Decisions. I'm your girl, Mandy. Hi, I'm Weezy. And we have two wonderful people here to join us in this conversation. Can you go ahead and introduce yourselves to our listeners and let them know why you guys are sitting across from us? Hi, thank you guys for having us. I'm Lacey and here with Danielle. Um, I am kind of a newcomer to this work. I've been more deeply involved in the last year, but um, prior to that, I worked in media for like the last 10 years and really wanted to like help put the medicine in the sugar and have recently transitioned into working in sexual and reproductive health and rights. And Danielle, actually, who you'll meet in a moment, um, I attended a meeting with her in January of... Oh, seven. Yeah. yeah, of 17. 17. Ooh, dating, my, dating myself. Um, I came to a meeting in my community and she was speaking about like, the, you know, post-Trump, like what was going on. And she lit a fire under my ass and I started to volunteer and become an advocate and eventually work for an organization that does this work. So here okay. to talk about everything. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and Danielle, what is it that you do? Hi. Um, 
I'm so excited to be here. I'm excited to have you. Um, so uh, I work for an organization called the National Institute for Reproductive Health. I am uh, the vice president of political and government affairs, which is a lot to say with my very long first and last name as well. <laughs> yeah, we heard VP girl. Yeah, <laughs> I gotta like gear up to do it in meetings. Um, and what that means is NIRH is an organization that works at the state and local level to try to um, improve access to abortion and other reproductive health care. Um, one of the things that I always clarify, and this is important for like the general public, but also people in the movement, we're a reproductive health and rights organization. Mm -hmm. So what that means is we focus on changing laws. Um, with that comes culture change and um, uh, community organizing, but it's all sort of with the the premise of trying to change laws and policies. There is... Um, an additional movement called reproductive justice, um, which is what we try to use to inform the work that we do. Okay. But that is really a much more holistic movement um, designed to advocate for people to have children and families when they want to and where they want to and for it to be safe and healthy for them to do that. Um, and it's a movement that is uh, created by and led by uh, people of color started by black women primarily. Um, so I always feel like I want to like clarify where we sit within the movement. Well, and, well. I, and I also want to touch on just kind of how hard I know that is, especially with the climate change. So on one of my flights, I don't remember what city I was going to, but I ended up watching um, On the Basis of Sex, mm -hmm. um, which is about mm -hmm. Ruth Ginsburg. If you guys um, watched that movie, it was literally a woman lawyer um, who took, I guess, as her her law studies to go and change women's rights and kind of all of the outdated laws that are specific to gender, mostly women. Um, so I just know that that's very hard to do. And before we start this conversation, I guess one of the things that you actually came in and said, before we start having the conversation, you said we need to touch on who has abortions. Yeah. Um, before we get into the stigma surrounding it, before we bring up any myths, and before we even talk about the shame surrounding it, we want to talk about who has abortions. So what? what is your... Who has abortions? I mean, yeah. we do. Um, we right. have. <laughs> Same. Um, uh, the answer is sort of everyone. Abortion okay. is extremely normal. Um, there's not a ton of medical procedures in this society that we treat the way we treat abortion. Agreed. And by not a ton, I mean like none. Um, other than abortion, you don't have to go to a tonsillectomy clinic mm. to get your tonsils removed. You go to the hospital right. where you get the rest of your medical care. Um, <laughs> uh, so the people who have abortions are um, uh, of every age, um, of lots of genders. It's some not men just have women abortions. who have abortions. I like that. Um, some men have abortions. Uh, anybody who can become pregnant can have an abortion. So how do men have abortions? Trans people. Gender non -binary, oh. binary people, however okay. they might identify. Right. Um, people who, frankly, have an even harder time accessing medical care than women do, right? Yep. Um, and uh, the statistic, it changes a little bit. It's one in four, one in five women have had an abortion. I saw, I saw one in four recently when I was looking it up. And whether it's one in four and one in five, five percent difference, but like, yeah. it's crazy how. I went online on our Twitter like the day the Georgia thing happened or whatever, mm -hmm. and I was like, I want men to send in your abortion stories. Mm -hmm. And I was really grateful for the men that stood by women and saying like, hey, this happened to me too. I mean, mm -hmm. we didn't get ourselves pregnant. Sure. You know well, what I mean? And 
a lot of times men don't include themselves in this conversation mm -hmm. as far as the abortion experience goes, mm -hmm. as far as the emotions that go behind mm -hmm. it, the confusion, the financial worries. Like, mm -hmm. it's a two-part job, but only one person holds the baby. But yeah, yeah a We're lot of those... Consider ourselves lucky if we get a ride to the clinic. Right? Right. Um, right. When you're right, two people were involved in this. Or even not only that, even, <laughs> even the experience from the man automatically saying, well, you're going to abort it? So there's also the pressure that's mm -hmm. automatically given from the man. But mm -hmm. then I also know a lot of men who didn't feel like they were a part of the decision that was made. Mm -hmm. So, like, the man has felt it from either side. So I think that that's very interesting. I wanted to get into, I guess, now that we know everyone is a part of the abortion conversation, um, I wanted to get into some of the myths. Yeah. Um, and before we get into this, as you guys know, Weezy and I have both shared our abortion story on this show before. Um, and I said something that I would like um, to possibly mend um, or correct. Um, and as you guys know, I this is a learning process for me with this sure. podcast, with bringing people on, with learning you know, more about a ton of things. So something that I said and something that I guess, and I don't even know how I learned it. And I guess you guys can make me unlearn it. There's a lot of misinformation out there. Is it misinformation there? that is? A lot. So in, in the abortion episode, I did mention that there could be caused, um, fertility issues could be caused mm -hmm. with abortions. Mm -hmm. um, and Lacey was like, girl, I'm, I'm going to read you just a little bit. Um, so what is the actual physical damage that can be done to the reproductive system if having an abortion and if not, where did that come from? Do so you know? abortion is like exceptionally safe. It's one of the safest medical procedures out, out there. there. Yeah, it's safer completely. than really? getting a now. Seriously. Abortion yes. is exceptionally safe. Um, that misinformation uh -huh. comes from the anti-abortion movement. Mm. And the anti-abortion movement is loud and it is not concerned with the truth or accuracy in any real Read capacity. Um, and intentionally. so uh, intentionally, it's by, right? It's all by design. It's designed to scare you. Um, and it's designed to make you question this decision that you've already decided is right for you, right? So abortion is exceptionally safe. Um, when abortion is done in a safe setting, Right. Where it's legal, yeah. where providers right. are trained, where you're receiving abortion care the way you're receiving health care in general, right. abortion is exceptionally safe. Um, when folks can access abortion earlier in pregnancy, it it's even, it even safer, safer. Right? Of course. Um, but of course, we've thrown up all these barriers to people um, accessing Besides care. religion, what are the other tactics like you've seen used to make people guilt trip their abortion? So I think there's a lot. The one thing I do just want to add before I address that, though, is abortion is significantly safer than childbirth. You are far more likely to die in childbirth than you are to die in an abortion. Especially oh, wow. now. Especially now, especially if you are a black woman. The rates of maternal mortality in the U.S. are astronomical. What's the fucking name of that? Uh, and abortion is safer than pushing it out. <laughs> and for black women, it's something like 12 times higher than for everyone else. Yeah, no, no, just to elaborate. 12 times higher in New York City. In New York State. I was going to say, York. that's what really? I heard about New York, too. Mm -hmm. I heard it's higher in New York than anywhere else. It, we're up there. It's now, not the highest in the nation, but it's high. Although, if you start breaking the numbers down even further, if you're a black woman giving birth in the South Bronx, and this it's is, basically the again, most dangerous thing you can do in the U.S. Black women having babies in the hospital, mm -hmm. 
complaining about issues, pain, that's doctors not listening saying. to us. That's where the unsafe situations happen for right. black women, right? So, right, it's Serena Williams not being believed, and she's yeah. Serena Williams. Like, right. if she's right. not so that's the literally what it is in the if, world. If, Twelve if, times is crazy. Just a black woman just mm. saying this doesn't feel right, and a doctor just not believing her. Mm-hmm. Now, I guess can I get that to the other spectrum? So, if a mm-hmm. white woman says, "Hey, this hurts," is she just being attended to more? She's more likely to be believed. Yeah, believed. But like, we're not all just human bodies. Are the the color of uh, no. Our skin doesn't change. There's how our anatomy is working. No, no. of course. <laughs> friends of mine sure doesn't. Friends of mine who are having children. Right, we're in our mid thirties. Um, like we're always having conversations. Like whether they have a partner in the picture or not. Like bring an advocate in the room. Like I know you guys had a doula episode, right? Right. But bring mm-hmm. someone in the room who knows what you want. Who knows that at a certain point during. Um, you know, the birthing process that the physician can't come over and just like snip you because that's what he or she feels is the next step and that you've given your permission to have something done to your body. Or by snip, she means an episiotomy, which is a cut in the skin between the bottom of your vaginal opening and your anus. Oh, wow. Just like, just oh, be clear. Not big enough. Which is, I believe, uh, Naya may have mentioned that she had that. We had a guest that, that mentioned yeah. that. I don't that have she any that. friends that have a vaginal birth that didn't get snipped. So, and, and there's a lot of every single one concern about that, right? Because oftentimes women will, t- and I'm not an expert on childbirth. Mm-hmm, I have right. not birthed a child, um, but also I'm in my mid-30s and spend a lot of time talking to people who have. Um, and there's a lot of concern. Uh, it's much harder to heal from a Ugh, incision God, than it is from a natural tear. Every time I talk about it, I feel it in my, I feel it. Yeah, no, <laughs> clenching, I think, a little right? bit. Right? Wow, and way to make your heels work. And that's yeah. just like one Do thing it. in the like soup to nuts like process. That right. the, of like what your wishes are, what you're consenting to. So yeah, like overall, like yes, black women definitely bear the brunt of this statistic for sure. But if you know anyone who's being preg- who is pregnant, like tell them to have an advocate. Everyone should have an advocate who knows their wishes. Well, yes. Okay, yeah. I like that. I like that. So one of the um, other myths that I wanted to get on um, is that many people believe only young, irresponsible women seek to have abortions. Yeah. So I wanted to maybe go through some of the reasons why someone may want to have an abortion outside of them being young and irresponsible. I think that's sure. a terrible title to put on a, you know, yeah. on any woman. Well, so uh, one in four women have had an abortion. There's four of us sitting in this room and the number is already higher. Yep. Right? Um, well, and half this table did. Sorry, Lena. Yeah, yeah, I mean, we, I've had two I've, abortions. I've like, had one, so. And I'll speak from my own perspective. I've had two abortions and I am 39 years old. I am a product of absolute, like, AIDS panic. Um, I grew up as a kid with just AIDS being the absolute specter of the most terrifying thing that can happen 100%, to you. 100%. So I have yes. a lot of, like, sex paranoia about that. I've never had the only... That's not true. I had unprotected sex on my wedding night. That is the only you, time... Wait, we, always used a condom? I have not had unprotected sex, and I've still had two abortions. Because birth control is not infallible. I want to take Bitch, a picture of your face. Wait, 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 But, wait, like, wait. I really appreciate hearing that. I think it's, what, 88 point something percent. I've had condoms break. As far as like, I've yes. had condoms I've break. Used, We've had a, I've had, hasn't had a condom break. Right. point something percent. I don't know what it is, but yeah, like nothing is 100%. Nothing. Right. Like, if you're having a lot of sex, yeah, no you're shit. upping your odds of something going wrong. I currently use a diaphragm for contraception because mm-hmm. I wanted a non-hormonal method. I don't use And because 
Did the men not Whatever. believe you in your experience? Like, were they like, oh, we used a condom? Did they like make you feel? No, but they were like partners, like okay. long term. And like, they knew the condom broke. Well, it's not, oh, only, oh, it's, oh. it's not only even the contraceptive, but like, we even just had a recent conversation about the Plan B pill. And there is proven fact that for women over a certain mm-hmm. weight, it's not as effective mm-hmm. for. Yep. We were just talking about that. Yep. Yeah. So, um, and, and that was something for me. Like, I just lost um, eight, uh, almost 80 pounds in the last year, but that was important for me to get, you know, to my yeah. friends and to our listeners. Is there, that is a fact already? Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. it's also not. When we uh, read it, it was saying that they were, it was like a testing. Study, and I think it's only 160 pounds. It's, it's not it's, like, it's no, low. It's, it's I'm low. Still, I was going to say it was like 180 or something. Yeah. yeah it's I, somewhere. It's, it's somewhere like it's very, a lot of people low. are over 200 pounds. Like yes. it's America. I think the average like, uh, weight of a woman was like seven pounds away from what it was. Yeah. Which is yeah. fucking nuts. Crazy. Yeah. And so people, contraception, fa- contraception fails. Um, contraception isn't always available because Agreed. you have a partner that won't use it, because you can't access it yourself, because you're assaulted, because of a whole host of reasons. Um, yeah. People don't have a great understanding of their body. That's um, 100%. And education. May well, think not that only they're that, a lot timing people, things properly and aren't. But a lot of people will even <laughs> just go Excuse based me. off of their period coming, which in mm-hmm. fact, you can still be pregnant and still be having yeah. a period. My mom spotted it. She said it wasn't a real period, but she's like, I definitely saw some blood. And I was like, okay. Yeah. People, and people like don't really know how their fertility cycle works. Oh, great. Yeah. There was, just as also as a side note, there was just a thing, one of the fertility tracking apps, it was just released, was actually like, so paid for and sponsored. It stresses me. Wait, oh, wait, wait, wait. Talk about yes, it. Wait, it's not uh, paid it's for and slow. It's, it's um, femme or something. Uh, yeah, so it's with an F. It's with an F, and it w- just came out that it was created by and paid for and tracked by anti-abortion. Shut the fuck forces. up. So no. this was an app that was created essentially to allow women to track their ovulation. Mm-hmm. And what it was is it was purposefully making the I ovulation wrong. I don't know that or? it was purposely doing anything wrong, but what it was was taking that information <gasps> and sending it back to an organization that was specifically oh. trying to limit abortion rights which at a time when we're seeing a I'm trying to figure out the best way to say this a complete dissolution of our government right. yeah. is really terrifying yeah, oh shit. <laughs> yeah. and not to get too handmaid's, handmaid's yeah. tale here but like no, do it. also with like you know uh, all of the uh, how they were finding that they were tracking periods for like mm-hmm. Um, for the girls in migrant children yeah, yeah. refugee girls what Scott Lloyd who is the head of the office of refugee resettlement it's ORR that might not be what it actually stands for it's something like that um, like in, had a spreadsheet detention camps had a spreadsheet of when these like of all young. of them teenagers <sighs> when they were when they were menstruating they were seeking an abortion and was trying to prevent them from getting them. the civil liberties union nerves. had to do like lawsuit after lawsuit after lawsuit yeah. so like if they imagine if they're tracking that information how surprising how surprising is it that like an app that like you don't really know where it comes it. from well, who made it is tracking that told data me my ovulation cycle mm. But after that, like, I mean, they, and, you know, they sell the kit, like, yeah. in it, so you could figure it out. And then from there, you can make sure. But even, like, to this day, I use the app. I've been on the Rhythm Method for three years, haven't gotten pregnant. But I was, my, one of my friends, doctor we've had on, Dr. Kim, naturopathy doctor, she's like, even with your discharge, like, make sure if that's, it says the fifth, check yourself and see if that's mm-hmm. really coming out of you. Like, this is how women have done it for years. Like, fuck the app. Right. Because your body is not... Yeah. 
a machine. Yeah. Right. Uh, no. Which is what Things I said. Like, I, I, I couldn't use Hormones, your ovulation. like hopping on planes every weekend. Oh my God, our right? eating habits changing. All of that can affect when you get your period. So yeah. who's around you? Who's around you? Oh, your period will match sometimes just even the women that are mm-hmm. around you. So mm-hmm. yeah. like to me, yeah, the, the app thing, I've kind of always said, eh, I'm it's not going to have an app good, tell me. It's a good like a gauge. I've never had it exact. It's always one or yeah. two days off. Yeah. But tracking the ovulation through the kit is what let me know. It's just more of like a PSA for your listeners. Like the things that we are using for, to collect our own data. Like we're not the only people who are who have access, who have access to that information. One hundred percent. So I wanted not to get into. Pussy. I wanted to get into now our vanilla shit for this week, mm. and we're pretty much going to do a a larger segment um, than normal for our vanilla shit. But I wanted to get into what we're facing now with the government. And these bullshit ass state laws. <laughs> yeah. Um, and there are now 15 states who have went as far as to pass these abortion laws, um, and some that have made abortion criminal mm-hmm. as a criminal offense. Others who are making it a much shorter time frame in which you mm-hmm. can actually have an abortion. Mm-hmm. Which, of course, I believe when I was growing up, I lived in the state of Georgia. You couldn't get it after in like the third trimester, which is mm-hmm. to, or the second trimester. Mm-hmm. It was at like six. After five months, you couldn't get it in Georgia. But right now, it's six weeks, which a lot of time, we have a monthly cycle. Like we just said, we can be a week off and still not be pregnant. You may not even know you're pregnant. We we may not know in the six um, weeks. So I wanted you to have your little space sheet. (laughs) Um, And of course, one of the, the laws... Or one of the states that made the most fuss about this was Alabama recently. Yeah, yeah. Um, So So, the first thing I I, want to start by saying is that abortion is technically, at least, legal in all 50 states still. Okay. That is really important to know. Don't panic. For all of these states, it is legal. For all of these states that have passed these six-week bans in the last few months, uh, none of them have gone into effect yet. Good Um, to know. They are... There's a political strategy behind passing these laws that are that's aiming to get to the Supreme Court. So that's a the key thing to know. If you are in Ohio or Mississippi or Georgia or Alabama, it is still legal for you to the, access the, abortion. The states. And there are people who are trying to help you access the abortion care you need. So that's okay, really important. And we'll give I'll give you a full list of like all the resources. You can put it up. And we'll with definitely the be posting that not yeah. only to our Patreon, but it'll be in the description of this episode. So there's there's a bunch of places that there are laws about abortion, right, at the state level. All of this is done under the umbrella of Roe v. Wade, which is a Supreme Roe Court decision. Wade, yes. We will talk about like it as federal law, but it's not a law, it's a Supreme Court decision. Mm-hmm. This is the moment where I always clarify, I'm not a lawyer. I talk to lots of lawyers all of the but time. That's, I think, so. the problem with us. None of us being lawyers, we see these these new articles of and you're like I don't know bills. what this means we don't know what it means so I'm not gonna lie I thought that it was uh, kind totally. of put into effect already no. but no good no. to know no. I'm not a lawyer but I am a lobbyist so I'm very concerned about the goings on of government right okay. so um, I also NIRH is a nonpartisan organization if I had a bunch of pro-choice Republicans to talk about I would but I don't <laughs> so um, I, I, I want your opinion on something Danielle I yeah. used to work with a woman that voted for Trump and we would always sit and argue about it and she said to me one day, "You act mm. like they can turn re, like turn over Roe versus Wade. Like you need to relax." And I want to know your opinion on that because yeah. we're watching all of this go on within the last two years of having a shitbag, yeah, run the office. And I am curious to know what you think as far as Roe versus Wade goes, and if that really could happen to us. So yes and no. Supreme Court decisions 
are unlikely to just be flipped over. Yes. And what Roe says is that you have the right to access an, an abortion up to 24 weeks or later than that if the life or health of the woman is in danger or in cases of fetal inviability. That is the standard of Roe and the subsequent cases that came after it, right? So that's like our national umbrella. What we think is going to happen is that states have been passing laws, and I don't think it's going to be any of these more recent laws. I think it's going to be ones that have already been passed Mm -hmm. um, that have been working their way through the court system and getting to circuit courts in an effort to get to the Supreme Court. And what I think we're going to see, and this is just sort of guessing, but like educated guessing, Mm -hmm. is a chipping away at access. So abortion will still technically be legal, but the states will be allowed to put in put in place so many barriers that you won't be able to access it. So, as far as the cost, as far as as far the as clinics, clinics that being able it. to be okay. open, clinics being open if the patient specifically is is um, uh, could be made available to have care, mm-hmm. um, insurance, yeah, issues. Age. Documentation status, right? All like of those just start things. putting rules in place that I have. This is not new. These are things that in many of these states have been going on for years and years They've and years, been doing or, or been setting the stage for for getting the Supreme Court that we have now. Yeah. I'm Katia Adler, host of the Global Story. Over the last twenty five years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Top Thrill 2 is like no other course. Two 420-foot vertical speedways, three launches. All right, let's talk strategy. Copy that, driver. Go for maximum acceleration off the start. Measure that. You've got a short straightaway to push from 0 to 74 on the first vertical speedway. And what about the rollback? Rollback will set you up for an explosive reverse climb 420 feet in the sky so you reach 0 Gs in total weightlessness. 420 feet of straight-up speed. Let's get it. Top Thrill 2, the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch Stratocoaster. Get your tickets at cedarpoint.com. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action, and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network. Work. And even, I mean, as far as even just funding for, like, the organizations, I think we all know of Planned Parenthood, but mm-hmm. even when Trump came into office, that was one of the number one, th- like, that was one of the first things he did was cut funding for that organization amongst other organizations, well, correct? Sort of. Uh-huh. Uh, there's already a prohibition on federal funding for abortion care. It's called the Hyde Amendment. You guys brought up the Hyde Amendment on your last show. Okay. Um, it's yes. named yeah, after a guy named Henry yeah. Hyde, who said, I can't make it impossible for everyone to get an abortion, so I'll just make it impossible for poor women like said it out loud said mm. said the inside part outside and um, what that means is that Medicaid in most states can't cover abortion in some states like in New York we put state dollars in to fund abortion for Medicaid patients but so not poor every, people in New York can get state though abortion care right so he didn't actually cut abortion funding what he cut or what he's trying to 
mess with is funding for family planning, for contraceptive care, for sex ed, for all of the things around it, and saying, I'm cutting money to those terrible abortion organizations. Wow. Because he can't actually, there's no money for him to cut. He did implement... there's a thing called the global gag rule, which goes back and forth with the parties, um, which says when Republicans are in charge, they say that international organizations can't get U.S. aid dollars if they're going to talk about abortion. So, like in foreign countries, so they're not allowed a huge to. Huge political thing. So on it becomes a, global a scale. huge geopolitical issue, um, and he's trying to implement basically a domestic gag rule that says that. Organizations in the U.S., if they're going to provide or refer for abortions, also can't or get claim this that title they're pro-choice. That's kind of an wouldn't. ongoing fight right yeah, now. That's yeah. a lawsuit that's working its way up. So Holy the answer shit. to the Supreme Court question is like, it's not gonna. It's. I don't think it's gonna get overturned, but I do think that it's going to get chipped away at enough that the states will be able to block people from actually having meaningful mm. access to care. So we have this like overarching umbrella of like the rights that Roe gives us and then there's a bunch of states that had bans before Roe v. Wade which passed in 1973 Uh so prior to 1973 they passed bans on abortion which were then deemed unconstitutional by Roe so if Roe were to be overturned they would it would still be banned in those states we automatically like automatically there's a bunch of states that post Roe v. Wade passed what we call trigger bans which is if Roe v. Wade gets overturned, then it becomes illegal in these states. So there's like six Shut of up. those. So they're already like, they were just preparing well, they for did that, that in like the late 70s. Okay. These, this has been done this for a while. Been, yeah. There are states that have essentially total bans, but none of them are in effect. And these are the ones that we're hearing about in the news, right? Okay. Ohio, Mississippi, Georgia, Alabama, Louisiana, Missouri. The South. Iowa, Kentucky, North Dakota. Bible Belt places that you okay. might expect. And then there's a bunch of places, and this is always really important for me to talk about, that are actually passing proactive expansions of abortion rights. And that's something that we did in New York this year. Okay. Um, New York, Massachusetts, Washington, Delaware, Illinois just did it like last week. Up here. Um, now in Ohio, Oregon, is Nevada. Correct. Like, isn't Ohio like completely? That's a six week, right? Ohio yeah. is a six-week ban. That's but again, that's the same no, yes. as Alabama. Again, not in effect, though. I actually, okay. um, before we had this episode, a few days ago, because I knew it was coming up, called Planned Parenthood, asked for medical records, and I wanted to see how many weeks I was mm. when I got my abortion. And just so you guys know, I got an abortion the week after I found out I was pregnant, mm-hmm. and that was eight weeks. Mm-hmm. So, which, is, which is crazy, because so when I got mine, I actually argued with them. They told me I was six weeks. I knew to the day. I knew when it happened, who it was with, because I didn't even have... I knew what it was, and I was exactly four and a half weeks. Mm-hmm. They told me six. It's because of the way they date pregnancy. Which is... So So that also affects... So I could have gone in there, even though they're... T- I'm telling them the exact date this happened, who it was with. I knew it, 4th of July weekend. When I, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> I was literally four and a half weeks... This is when we went to Tampa, bitch. But anyways, I was four and a half weeks. I found out the next... I knew my body, something wasn't right. I ended up taking a goddamn pregnancy test in a Kroger bathroom because I was shit-faced scared. I was This is an going excellent into, Florida story. It was, I was actually in Georgia, <laughs> but we had like... We, we ended up going to Tampa that weekend. I went back home and my body just wasn't right. I knew I was four and a half weeks. And on... You know, when I have my abortion, mm-hmm. they will give you a picture. Um, so I got the picture of my my stomach, and my mom asked me over and over, "Do you want to see it? Do you want?" It was nothing but a dot. Sure. It was literally a dot, and I, you know, 
I didn't feel connected at all. We'll get into my story a little bit later. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, I was four and a half weeks and they told me I was six. So for you to know your time and it, what, was that your exact date? Well, I, I called them and asked, and so, like, that was on my records. But, um, I mean, yeah, I do remember letting a week go by because I was stressed out at work. So I was like, okay, so, right. like, this might be maybe normal. my period will come. Yeah. Well, right. And it didn't. Um, but that's the thing. It's, like, crazy. When I actually took a pregnancy test the night of our Toronto show because the app was freaking me out. My app was updating me, like... You're one day late. And I was like, fuck. Someone <laughs> phone my girlfriend. She's like, bitch, you definitely pregnant. I was like, no, but I feel a cramp. She was like, I did too. I was like, <laughs> so I go to She's about like, take care of it while you're in Canada. Right. right? That's how I'm feeling. <laughs> Cut it out. Dude, I walked to the, I don't know what grocery store. I mean, like whatever they have there. But anyway, couldn't even like hold on. Like, I don't know why we all do it in like supermarket and like pharmacy bathroom because there's no waiting I can't well not. I was an age I was like I am not doing this at, in my, home, at, at yeah. home and I was shit face scared to even bring it back to me all I know mm -hmm. is like when I actually told my mom that I was pregnant and she listens to the show so shout out to you mom Um, Hi, mom. I literally had it in my hand and I took two because the first one I was like man maybe the first one broke Yeah. so I took the second one <laughs> there's Both a reason they sell yeah. two packs no shit so I took the second one that shit came I, I just started bawling tears and so I walked home I couldn't even tell my mom, so I walked into her room, and I, at this point, I'm just literally bawling, crying, and she's like, what's wrong? What's wrong? Tell me. And she just started shaking her head. I think she knew, and all I did was show her handed the- Handed it to her. I handed her the, the wow. things, and then that became like a whole conversation, because yeah. my mom, I won't say the number, but I was her first child after her having multiple abortions. Mm -hmm. So- it was to a point where she loved having me. My my last sister was almost aborted, and that's a conversation we've had. And so, like, her immediate response was, okay, what do you want to do? And she gave me that option, but she, like, went ahead and shared how much she kind of regretted the one before, the abortion before me. And seeing how her daughters came out after, like, the ones that she didn't have. Mm -hmm. And so it affected her mentally after. And so she just wanted to make sure I was okay with it. Shout out to your mom for yeah, having for that having conversation that with you that She way. did. And she even all the way up into me going to the, the clinic, it was just like, are you sure this is? And she literally had the conversation with me about her regrets of her abortions. Yeah. Just, you know, because she just didn't want me to feel what she felt. Hey guys, support for today's episode comes from Scentbird. With Scentbird, I have found a way to mix up my fragrance routine without breaking the bank because y'all know a bitch be looking for a discount. And as y'all know, it is summertime all over the goddamn country. I wasn't going to say New York, but bitch, y'all everywhere. Um, but whether it's Tom Ford, Gucci, Dolce & Gabbana, Versace, Scentbird.com keeps me smelling good month after month. So I am a big Flora by Gucci fan. But I'm like, you know, let me try something new. So with Scentbird, I'm actually now trying the Guilty by Gucci. And it's actually fairly, you know, smell good. The niggas like it. What Scentbird is, let me explain to y'all. It is a luxury fragrance subscription service for perfumes and colognes. And basically all you do is choose the cologne or perfume that you want to try. More than 450 designer brands are available and they will send you a 30 day supply. So that's 120 sprays. It's enough for more than like four times a day for the month. So with an exclusive offer just for our listeners, Scentbird is giving y'all hoes 50% off your first month. Do y'all know what that come out to be? Because y'all know I like doing math. 
That is only $7.50 for your first fragrance. So we need you to go on over to Scentbird at scentbird.com backslash WD. You're going to use our code WD for 50% off of your first month. Again, that's S-C-E-N-T bird.com backslash WD. Offer code WD to get your first fragrance or cologne for $7.50. I'm excited that I am now a part of this subscription. So make sure y'all sign on and smell amazing. It's only right that this week's episode is also brought to you by Lola. Lola is a female-founded company offering a line of organic cotton tampons, pads, liners, and all-natural cleansing wipes. Lola makes your month a little bit easier. With your subscription, it's fully customizable, and you can choose your mix of products. So your mix of absorbency, number of boxes, and frequency of delivery. The other thing that I really like about Lola is that the boxes come very discreet so you don't have to worry about your neighbors or your co-workers or wherever you get your deliveries them knowing you're getting your tampons delivered to you but also just so you know sex by lola can be also added to your subscription um and sex by lola is my favorite you actually can get condoms and personal little packs of lubricants i really like their condoms they don't irritate that um and they don't dry me out so i'm definitely here for lola with our special code, you guys can actually get 40% off of all of your subscriptions. So visit mylola.com, enter our promo code WDP, that's WDP, like double penetration, um, and get 40% off of all of your subscriptions. I'm so excited, again, for Lola to be an official sponsor um, here with us monthly. So once again, visit mylola.com and enter promo code WDP for 40% off of all of your subscriptions. Now I'm super excited to get back to this conversation. So now let's get back to the episode. Was there any type of conversation that you and your mom had? Because I know you being your mom's only was yeah, a really my, big so deal. So my mom had me at 40. She didn't know she could have kids, I think. Mm. And my aunt, um, rest in peace to my aunt, but she had like five miscarriages or something. So like childbirth is like really hard. Wow. Mm-hmm. Um, which... Not like it's funny, but I was saying to like, my friends, I get when, I was, when I was like pregnant, I was like, yo, I was like, the way she be going with my family, I don't even know if it's going to stick. Like, like I mean, not stick. <laughs> I mean, bro, my grandma said it. My aunt had five miscarriages. My mom had three. I was like, yo, I mean, maybe like, and, maybe it'll all And also up. lots and lots oh, of pregnancies boy. and in miscarriage. Yes, like, I know. Outside of your don't family talk about history, that enough that either. That's not even right. Incredibly right. Like miscarriage so, stigma is a so whole other conversation. Okay. normal. Yeah. Um, but so, yeah. Uh, anyway, when I ended up having my abortion, my mom was super supportive. Like I was a, in my opinion, like I don't care. I'm 28 years old right now. If I got pregnant today, I'm not ready. Yeah. I still feel like a kid. You know, I might be financially stable, but I'm not mentally stable yeah. enough for a kid. My mom was talking about how, you know, she's like, I just accepted my life without a kid as much as I wanted you. She just talked about that postpartum, about how bad it was and how regretful she was feeling. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, that's a real thing. I couldn't mm-hmm. imagine thinking I was going to have an abor- abortion, felt shamed enough or guilty enough to keep it, and then end up with this kid the whole time. I know people in my life right now that probably yeah. shouldn't have had kids. We all do. Yeah. We all do. 100%. And it's also okay to just not want children. Dude, Agreed. Like, yeah. it's okay Agreed. to just not want children. Forced motherhood sucks. Yeah. I think yeah. there's nothing wrong with... Um, having an abortion and also want to add the shaming around abortion like I felt it too and like even from friends like making jokes about it like it's funny and we laugh and whatever but like is it though 
in the moment they're like, yeah. damn again, and like you laugh, but you laugh, I think, to cover up how you might really feel. Yeah. Fair. You know? Yeah. I mean, we all gotta feel a little something. You asked earlier about like besides religion, which I don't think is a besides, I think it's a really big piece of big this. Piece of it, mm, like sure. what are the other sort of like forces around the stigma of, of abortion? And I, I think there's a couple of things. One, um, religion is a huge piece of it. Um I family. The Absolutely. But also all of it comes back to a need culturally to mm-hmm. control women. It also obviously impacts other people who can get pregnant. But this cultural need is to control women. And the best way to control women is to keep them um, out of control of their fertility. Mm. If you can't control that. when you're having a child or how many children you're having. Yeah. Or if you're having children, you can't be in control of your economic life. Nope. You can't be in control of your career. Your you happiness. You can't be your... in control of your happiness. Nothing. You uh, get removed from society in, but in a lot of ways. Can you talk about, um, sorry, I just lost my dream, of, dream about, uh, not the shame. Fuck, I'll come back to it. Go ahead. There's, uh, there's a, a Ruth Bader Ginsburg quote that I'm going to brutalize with all apologies <laughs> to Ruth Bader That's Ginsburg, fine. but ab- about um, the ability to control one's one's reproduction is like intrinsic to women uh, being a full member of society. Oh, oh, yeah. That's there you the, go. the gist of it. Yeah. Again, I ruined no, poor no, RBG. No, I know where I've got it. Yeah. A lot of people have said the heartbeat bill and, oh, well, later abortions, uh, it's not good because maybe you could feel it. Mm-hmm. Oh, maybe you could do this. Oh, this that's and a that. good one. Can we talk about maybe, I mean, as far as you can speak to, but like how true all of that is? Yeah. You know, like, because they, 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 they pretty much, which is Mine's not so bad, because if it's only six weeks, I mean, really shit, mine was it. a dot. Mine looks like a dot. It didn't have a heartbeat, so, so right. at the but point that I like, had But what if it did? 20, 27 days or something, it has so, a heartbeat, right? You said that in the other, and, and so when you guys yeah. shared your stories initially, so too. So what is the, at what date is a heartbeat there? I'm not a doctor, so I'm, I, like, don't know specifics, but from what I've read, like, that's more of, like, a pulsation from, like, it's not a heartbeat. Yeah. Oh. It's not a heartbeat. Not. Again, this is so, a symptom of misinformation that people do to up. pull at heartstrings at people who are already inclined, whether it's their family pressure well, or yeah, societal pressure, to be like, I'm, yeah, to be, that's crazy. I am almost 30. I'm going to send you all the links. Pulsation? It's not a heartbeat. So, I, I, I'm paraphrasing. There is, no, no, no. I'm paraphrasing. No, where a fetus, a fetus develops to develop, yes. the, the mechanism that is a heart. These heartbeat bills are not about that point. No. They are about a moment in which, during ultrasound, you can hear what sounds like a pulse. Shut um, But really, it could be like constipation? Full, well, no. It's, no. it's, it's <laughs> something happening in it's the a me- it's, it's something happening. But it could be shit moving, because now it's yeah. getting ready it's for a guy. It's just, okay. The thing that, and and I am an unapologetic pro-abortion person. People are always like, nobody's like pro-abortion. I'm like, I am. Right. Who's yeah. so, so, right. right. Who's not pro-abortion? I absolutely am. I Shit, Tommy Lauren was. Right? Got I, asked by. Right. <laughs> <laughs> they did get her fired. Like, Let's not because say you're they, not pro-abortion, you know, bro. Well, the men don't want her to <laughs> right. be, like be anything. I don't She's want just to agree with her, but I'll, I'll take that one point. Just the one. Um, <laughs> I come from the perspective that abortion is not a tragedy. It's not a difficult tragic, horrible decision. Abortion is a social good. Abortion is a medical procedure that allows women to engage in society fully. That is, people, legislators love to ask, like, well, how do we reduce the abortion rate? I don't 
care about reducing, reducing the abortion the rate. rate. I care about being there being exactly as many abortions as people need. That so is if, the right. If actually, someone is listening to us right now and truly believes, but you're murdering, you're killing a human being, you're killing a person, which is what this this, this where the yeah. criminal mm-hmm. aspect of it comes from. Like you're killing a human life. Mm-hmm. For the listeners that are listening and truly believe that, it. Like, I guess, what would you say to that? Or I think you can believe that. It's Fine, right. knock yourself out. You can also believe anything else that you want. Right. I don't care what you believe. I care deeply about what people legislate. Okay. Now, there's still harm in you believing that, because that's where we ha- enter all of this cultural stigma. Right? right. But it's when people start legislating based on these medically inaccurate religiously based oppressive clearly beliefs, which is all over google which is all over <laughs> everything all I mean, over the country that, that article yeah. yeah um that's where we have a problem and okay you know there are legislators out there who are saying i'm voting for this pro-abortion bill because of my religious beliefs it's something that governor cuomo has said I am a Catholic, but I am I am a legislator who is running the state of New York, and this is important and good. Right. So like it's not evangelicals and Catholics don't have a monopoly on religious belief about abortion, but they would like you to believe that they do. Right, and it still should be a separation between well, sure, state and (laughs) church. Maybe that should be. Yeah, it's only even legal for like five (laughs) states. What what I was just no, I was just about to say that um, you know you you asked the question about if someone who's listening if they feel like Mm -hmm. they're you know hurting a fetus or killing or you know taking Mm -hmm. a life right Um, I read this recently from on the Daily Beast there was a piece according to the founding fathers a fetus is not an American person the United States Constitution clearly indicates that human life begins at birth not at conception so like on a legal level Mm -hmm. the state of New York defines a person as someone who is born and alive wow so I mean, that could be one. Maybe that might make sense to someone who's listening. And right. I, I understand there's a lot of, like, moral back and forth on this. Of course. But, um, yeah, when once you're in the world, you're... It's, you're it's, uh, it's, um, are there any, person. like, resources or groups or, like, women that have felt, like, too much shame or, like... Or, or any like oh, yeah. so many yeah so many there's so there's lots of folks who are doing like anti-stigma work mm-hmm. around abortion um there's a group called shout your abortion mm-hmm. that publishes and I've, been seeing, I've been seeing the stories yeah you know, online about that, that publishes people's abortion stories that they submit to them they wrote a whole book i think lindy west hadn't yeah. had an excerpt in there and our home mail for this episode guys will actually be and we want to thank um our listeners so when wheezy you know, ask people to share their stories. We did get some emails as well. So we'll be yeah. sharing um, an abortion experience from one of our listeners. And just even the fact that you guys have shared yours, the fact that this is like a kind of a movement that's mm-hmm. brewing and more people are like adding to that. The more we talk about this stuff and, and people share their experiences and like I, just, you know, especially men in our lives and get them more in involved in having the conversation and whether it affects like women they know or their partners or whomever like this is something we need to keep talking and about it's even because been in, in our it's, mainstream too lately I don't know if you guys watched the game there was an episode um, where I believe it was Tia or Tamara I don't know which one is on there but um, one, one of the twins um, went to a, the doctor with her partner at the time mm-hmm. and 
she had never let him know that she had an abortion previously. Mm. And so even having that conversation with your partner, I think a lot of women do feel the shame of even bringing yeah. up, hey, I've done this before. That, and and Sex in be, the City, I don't know if you guys remember yeah, that episode yeah. where Carrie lied. She's, mm-hmm. she's, He's like, have you ever had one? She's like, oh, God, no. Oh, God, no. <laughs> Right. And like she's like, why the fuck did I do that? Why? And not why even knowing like, the like, most sex positive show of the nineties, like, why was why? even in that? Why did we do that? We sat at this table like I can't believe we're doing this. I can't believe we're literally say. we we oh we did the whole preface and me and her were just like oh my god I didn't think I would ever share but you this know with what the show. I didn't it's know a, and it's we not so our, glad you did yeah. so we glad you did acknowledge that we're sex positive but there's a lot of truth behind horophobia and abortion shame and feeling like what are they going to think of me and even as people like this you watch Carrie right who second to uh, Samantha was the most sex positive person Mm -hmm. we still feel that that really tells you how Mm -hmm. our upbringing has shaped us to feel shame about it yeah Agreed. You know? And I was talking to um, Lacey, actually, and a part of kind of my abortion that I didn't share, and I was talking to her about, um, and I guess we can talk to it as well, is kind of like the PTSD or the aftermath of what people are feeling after they have abortions. And so I was talking to a friend of mine, um, shout out to Cecilia. We were having a conversation, and we talked about, oh my God, like the casual sex, me wanting a boyfriend, me doing all of these things. and. During our conversation, I burst into tears um, because I realized, and I'm on the podcast a lot talking about, I love condom dick. I like fucking guys with condoms. I only, you know, I don't like raw dick. There's like, I'm scared as shit to have raw sex. And not only, of course, I'm concerned about catching something, but having a baby is like, to me right now, outside of a disease, of course, is kind of the worst thing that could happen because to me, I genuinely feel like I don't want to go through the abortion um, experience again. And talking mm-hmm. to her, I realized why. Um, when I had my abortion, um, and I just, I think this is more so of a personality trait, I like to prove people wrong. I hate to feel like I disappoint people. Mm-hmm. And with that decision, I felt like I let three people down. I let my mom down. She was in tears, crying. And we also, at that point, I lied to my mom. I went a year with my period and didn't even tell her. Mm-hmm. So in terms of my body and me growing up, I never felt like I had anyone to really talk sex or anything about my body with growing up. Mm-hmm. Um, so at that point, I let her down. I felt like I let my homegirl down. Shout out to Kita. Um, she was the one my mom could not afford my full abortion, even though we had health care. She didn't have the money to. We wouldn't have been able to pay our bills that month. if she. So I literally reached out to my homegirl who worked at an ice cream shop. And she sent the money up for me to be able to pay for my abortion. The third person I felt like I let down, but also kind of affected me, was the person who got me pregnant. When I told him I was going to do it, he was irate and said, you're killing my son. He had a daughter already. He was just certain that I had his son. And so he didn't want me to get it. He didn't help send money for it um, mm-hmm. when I was pregnant. And then, of course, in the process of the two weeks to me to set the clinic appointment and all of that thing, he actually ended up getting locked up. So go figure. But he made it hell because he felt like I was killing his son. So he guilt shamed me yeah. into me believing like I'm killing his son that he wants. So having that experience of letting three people down with this one decision, I just know I probably, I just don't want to ever experience that again. And so I feel like that's even why I'm so like pro condom. I, I you know, cause I, I fear getting but pregnant again. 
listen. I know. I, I mean, a sure things happen. Yes, of um, course. Also, it's probably a lot easier to enjoy sex if you're not panicking, worried yeah, about it. Right? Like, worried about that period coming. If that's what you're comfortable, like you've learned, right. though, yeah, you've learned what works for you. Yes, which listen. is important. Yes, it's a. I mean, I don't. I'm. I'm sad that you've had all those feelings. Right. That but sucks. Those are hard with, feelings. I know this. Decision. Those are not necessarily abortion feelings. Right. Those right. are relationship feelings. For sure. Right? For sure. And mm, that's right. Point. For sure. They're triggered by your mom's feelings about her. Right. Choices. They're triggered by your partner at the time. Agreed. Not frankly respecting your bodily autonomy enough to support uh, you in that decision. Right. They're triggered by the feeling of having to rely on other people like your friend which also what an amazing friend right she should like yes (laughs) we're all gonna light candles for her tonight yes (laughs) instead of feeling sorry to cut you off but like instead of feeling badly towards her or that you disappointed her how about finding gratitude that she helped you in that moment of course you know what i mean like and i know that that's an oversimplification but but also all of those things all of those feelings happened because barriers have put up been put up for against you accessing care. Yes, you're right. Because that guy had been told that his feelings mattered more than yours. Mm. Because your mom had been told she did something wrong, mm. right? All of those things are the compounding effect of goddamn stigma Daniel, like, and misogyny. Right, but, you know, I mean, I'm no, just saying. No, like, I don't, right. I don't, if I know. You're, doctor, you're not you're like a psychologist. Are you going to feel good too that you <laughs> like your tonsils didn't get a chance to live? No, like, you're no, right. they're tonsils. You know, no, I had a right. different experience because I think I was so sure that this is what I had to do. Mm-hmm. Like, had a relationship. That person was my boyfriend. It was like I was positive. And honestly, even now, like people ask me like, how old, like, I don't even attach those feelings. Yeah. And then when I watch certain movies or talk to certain people, they'll know the ages that they would have been down to yeah. the day. Right. I, don't I don't even be think day. about that I don't shit. Think, I don't regret it. I, I will say it's not a regret. Where, where, where I saw, even me in her life, like us just trying to figure out life on our own at 18, 19, 20, 21. Still. I oh give credit to God. all of my friends who have children or just one child to have to Take care of themselves and a whole nother human being. I was so dumb. Like, honestly, (laughs) for real. Like, I think I just got over the dumb hump at, like, 25. (laughs) I can't even imagine. I I don't know how to feed myself. It is. Let yourself off How was I going to feed a baby? I don't know how to feed myself. For sure. You know, people figure it out, right? But you have the opportunity to decide if you want to figure it out. Right, which I love. So I want to... Can can I say one more thing on that? Just to echo, again, what she said, but also, like as you were talking and saying that seeing your facial expression change and like thinking about that time it's just interesting to for i think as people are going through these situations to try and make uh like to differentiate what their feelings are mm. on the process versus the outside input they're getting from people they care a lot is. about yeah. mm-hmm. and and the pressure that that kind of comes with that and i just i just as yeah. you were talking i want to say one more thing there are a lot of uh, women and trans people who are in relationships, like that that gentleman friend of yours, mm-hmm. who pressure them to stay in them by getting them pregnant. 
like there's a lot mm-hmm. of domestic violence. Reproductive um, coercion is real. Reproductive yeah. coercion is very, very real. Yeah, we've never even and spoke you, on that on this you show, just, so, yeah. you know, you barely touched on it. like this. This guy who you were dating like pressured you into or you know wanted oh, you yeah, to keep his child. Who he was certain was a male. So right, what and is he was certain there. Was a male. Right, mind you, and again, like I said, he had men are so fucking dumb sometimes. Not the ones that listen. Yeah, but no, the but there's they're awful. But yeah, I don't know what what he planned. He was in the streets at the time. That's probably also why I don't deal with them type of niggas no more. Um, but like, yeah, like what you're saying is exactly what it was like. Yeah. And while a lot of men that we would think pressure a woman to have an abortion because they don't want it, I got the the mm-hmm. opposite of him saying, "Oh my God, you're gonna kill my baby. It's my it's my little boy." And it, it, it means yeah, you're it in all, his life forever. One, right, it means ties this person forever. You're forever tied to him and I forever. To, yeah. I yeah. To. So yeah. I wanted to ask you guys. Um, what are the steps? So, if someone Go wants to have an abortion, what are the steps in which you would do to get one? Um, because both of you are, are in the space. Like, yeah. some some people don't even know where to begin. It varies. Yep. Okay. A little bit based on where you live. Okay. Which is unfortunate. Okay. So, if you are in a state like New York or Massachusetts or California, um, you can go to a your doctor if you're a public hospital, um, any medical provider. And in those states, they should be able to refer refer you to an abortion provider. Whether it's in the hospital, you can get an abortion at Bellevue. Oh. Like, not all procedures, but, like, you don't always have to go to a clinic. Good to know. If you're in a place where there is less access to care, you're going to have to do a few things. You're going to have to find a provider, and there's a bunch of ways to do that. You can look for Planned Parenthoods if they don't provide uh, abortion in your state they'll refer you to an abortion provider okay Um, you can look at um, the National Abortion Federation which represents all of the independent clinics they have a website but if you're gonna google like abortion Cleveland one of the things you know like whatever you're like I live in Cleveland where do I get an abortion right Um, one of the things you're gonna have to look out for is there are these fake anti-abortion clinics um, that present themselves like options no you may way. remember on the subway, this dates me a little bit, but there used to be signs that were like pregnant, scared, and like had a phone number. And what these are, are it's the same people who protest outside clinics. Um, crisis pregnancy uh, centers. Crisis pregnancy centers are fake clinics. And what they do is they try to convince you to, convince you to either keep it or mm-hmm. delay you until you legally can't get an abortion in your state. Um, Which there's already for in many states so many toxic tactics that delay you as it is no, that like course. you wander into one of these clinics, or, you know, fake clinics, yeah. thinking that you're getting help and like actual unbiased opinions, and, you're not. and they're strategically making you. From BBC Radio Four, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my god, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Rev up your thrills this summer at Cedar Point on the all-new Top Thrill 2. Drive the sky on the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch vertical speedway. And now, for a limited time, get more Cedar Point fun for less with our limited time bundle for just $49.99. Get admission, 
parking, and all-day drinks for one low price. But you better hurry, because this bundle won't last long. Save now at cedarpoint.com. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network. How does someone tell the difference between a clinic that's going to do that and a clinic that can actually help you? One of the things that you can do is take a look at their website. If they talk about post-abortion syndrome, they're not an abortion clinic. That is a made-up fake thing. If they tell you your abortion might give you breast cancer, they are not a real clinic. That is fake and a lie. Um, If they talk about pre-abortion counseling but not actually about abortion care they are not a real clinic um but also you can always check again something like the NAF National Abortion Federation website to see if this is listed as one of their clinics so say you've now found an actual provider and you're like shit now I have to pay for it you might need to go in 24 or 72 hours in advance and have a first appointment some states have waiting periods you don't need to wait to buy a gun but you gotta wait to have medicine so um, initial consultation you drive like hundreds of miles let's say you know 200 miles to get to you have that initial consultation then in some states the same physician has to see you for Again. the actual abortion, but not until three days later. So and imagine, like, like you have, you already have children, right? You because gotta take a, your time off. A, a, take your time people off, who right? have abortions, by the way, are very often women who already, already have ch- already mothers, already have children, right? You know, so like, what do you what do you do for childcare? What do you do for taking time off during that time? Do you sleep in your car? We know, you know, right. there are people who tell room. these stories right. all the time. The later. A, the later you wait to get a procedure, it also gets exponentially more expensive because the medicine behind it changes. At six weeks, I don't know if you guys had a medication abortion or a physical one, but you can do either. A medication abortion is literally taking some pills and going home. That shit um, Boy. Yeah, I think I had the same. My body the, responded something almost identically to Plan B as to a medication abortion where I was like, Bruh. I don't enjoy this at all. I have uh, never toy, felt more pain. Toy up. I think a, I've. A toy. A to- something, <laughs> something going on my so goddamn had, vagina. They had, you had a, a physical procedure. So, yeah. so, so wait, surgical abortion and medical. Yeah, right, surgical is a mish. Surgical is. Is a misnomer, though. Yeah, so there's a medical abortion, which is the pills. Oftentimes it's referred to as surgical, but that implies, like, cutting. I know. Okay, yeah, no. That's not... It was like a vacuum, I think they said. Yeah. Yeah. So... Why do we all make a face? So you have to go, you have to, maybe you have to wait, maybe you have to hear a state-mandated script the full of medical inaccuracies because states pass those laws where the doctor has to read you a thing and then be like, none of this is true. I had to tell you that because the state mandated me that I tell you that. Um, wow. And then you get the procedure. You may have to wait for somebody to come and pick you up because you can't leave alone, especially if you had yes, anesthesia. That is what I, that is, I used to do in high school. Yes. And then there is the question of how are you going to pay for it? Mm-hmm. If you are poor and you don't live in a state like, like New my York, ass. Medicaid won't cover it. They did. Your insurance may not cover it. In New York, they are mandated to cover it at no or copay. The, or they'll do a, a portion of or it. Or they'll cover a portion, a portion of it. Of it yeah. um, and then you have to come up with the rest. Now, mm-hmm. there are resources to help you come up with the rest. There is a network of abortion funds across the country. Um, they are amazing. They are, by and large, volunteer run and driven by individual donors. And they okay. will wow. help you pay That's for dope. your abortion. I like a good grassroots. But, 
They're, they're incredible. incredible. They have they are primarily run by and I believe founded by women of color. They've existed for a long time. I love that. Some of them pay for abortion care. Some of them help with travel logistics. Some of them Can we talk about National um, Network of Abortion Funds? We gonna work How with can them. someone who's listening who maybe can't get pregnant but wants to help, i.e. the men listening or mm-hmm. women that can't get whatever. How can they help in their communities? Um, I know we have escorts in some places. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it was called that I did, but basically, if I was free, I would call the Planned Parenthood and be like, yo, if anybody needs help, and they would call me back. Like, it wasn't even mm-hmm. a real sign-up thing. There was no real place to do this. I was mm-hmm. 16, I just got a license. Maybe, mm-hmm. like, online, I don't know, but I'm sure there yeah. is now. But yeah, yeah basically, I would go, and they would just have me meet the girl, like, maybe an hour before, and then I would drive them, and even... When I was sitting in the parking lot, people would go off because they knew Absolutely. what I was doing. They'd seen me before. So there's a lot of different ways people can be involved in this. Um, the baseline is making this a, a decision point in your voting and not voting for anti-choice politicians. There we go. Yep. And vote. Not just at the presidential level, not at just at the federal level, but, but at the, the local, state level the state and local, local level and state state elections matter. Um, there are a lot of places that need your money. The abortion funds, and they exist in every part of the country, rely exclusively on grassroots donations. Okay, good to know. So you are helping someone pay for their abortion care. Maybe we can link up with one another oh, for yeah, our I'll next live show. Absolutely. Oh, we try. Yes. Um, I'm like, I'll reach out for sure. Yeah. And um, the other piece is to, to talk about it. Um, I'm Part of why I was so excited to come here so is because healthcare is an important part of being sex positive and abortion is part of having sex. sex. Um, and I'm so excited that we're talking about this and, and I'm so you excited came ready. to talk I'm to you I'm so guys glad that it. our listeners are going to like I've learned so much literally just sitting across from you in the last hour. Um, and I'm sure Told just you. even our listeners like they'll be able to do more further research mm-hmm. on their own yeah. Yeah. and for any of our listeners who are having you know the struggle psych- psychologically or with the people in their life like pressuring them to either have one or not have one genuinely just listening to this episode and hopefully making the decision for themselves. I feel like there's going to be someone who listens that's like, oh, you're just basically acting like abortion's not a big deal. Much like our HIV episode when people were like, yeah, you guys make it that and herpes, you make it not like a big deal. But Mm. I feel like out of everything that we've ever covered, abortion is the most not like... Normal. You said it was normal in the very okay. beginning. It's more normal than yeah. eating shit, which has been a kink of the week. <laughs> like, it's yeah, no, we, we both had it. I can't address the statistics on that. But <laughs> yeah, right, right. I just don't know. Like, I, mean, I don't know how many people I feel eat like more shit. people have. Okay, has anyone in this room ate shit? No. 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 But three okay. of us have had abortion. No, I've watched. Okay, yep, there we go. Pink have flamingos. You guys? All right. Maybe. You know, I know. Wait, my you, dog does, but what that doesn't count. What is Pink Flamingos? Oh, my God. Pink Flamingos is a John Waters movie featuring Divine, who is a drag queen, and she eats shit. It. Oh, oh, that's oh, like a, there's a movie. Yeah. The only drag queen movie I can camp, think about right now is Two Classic. I, oh, well, delve delve into the world of I'm John Waters. Speaking of eating shit, you guys been to the box? Well, I've been to the box, but not during no. one of their shows. It's it's here in what? So it's Canal. a burlesque show. Or oh, yeah. Show, but like. Yeah, it's really out there. Um, I actually saw Sophie Turner, who is Sansa from Game of Thrones, mm-hmm. there, and I lost it. I was like, "Oh, this shit good." Because if she here, I need to be here. It is but, very yeah, one of those venues. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. To the Lower <laughs> East Side, venues, right? So them. I go, and the second act that I saw was like a fake toilet coming out, and I don't know if it was real shit or not, but it definitely wasn't real. He smeared it all over himself. The third person I saw that came out put a water bottle inside of her pussy and like squirted it in the audience, peed inside like or like squirted it into like a purse and like. 
drink. It was great. You guys got to go. Yeah. So there if you look the at box. the Yelp reviews, you'll either see five stars or, or people are like, 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 yes, five, exactly. right. like five and one, five and one. <laughs> Nobody's like, you know, I didn't expect whatever. No. <laughs> Nobody feels like so very opinionated. About it. They're like two and a half. It was all right. <laughs> um, the one other thing I wanted to say, I, I think, and we hear this a lot with um, abortion. We hear this with like sexual harassment and rape and all of the things that impact women and other people who are straight men. Basically, y'all says niggas. They, uh, you'll often hear men say like, "I don't know anybody that's happened to. I don't know anybody who's had an abortion. I don't know anybody who gets that shit." And um, but it's also right. like, how, how, many, how many of those conversations have you actually tried to have with well, a woman? That's what at the I was same time, they're friends. Ask, ask you your know friends. a man that's had to have one with a woman, right? Your mm-hmm. man, your, your homeboy then made a bitch have an abortion, ask, but you don't know ask any your women. Friends. Right. Ask your male friends. Ask your female friends. If you're gonna do it, you have to be prepared to like actually have that conversation and not be an asshole about it for sure, and be genuinely interested in hearing from your friends. But talk about it. You'll learn. Talk to your mom. Ask your mom saying, about it. And if you're it, not yeah. comfortable with like talking to your like mom about it, talk to your aunts. Talk to your you know mm-hmm. like other elders mm-hmm. in your family who could who would probably be like a little bit more inclined to have the conversation because they know that you're not going to get it. My right. grandma asked Where? about abortion with when we were. T- uh, I went to see her. What was it like last week? And uh, my mom and I are having a conversation about Georgia and like you know we're talking about learning stuff and whatever. And I'm like, Grandma, did you ever have an abortion? And she was like, <laughs> she just gave me this look. <laughs> and she's like, I don't think I could have got it. And I'm like, oh, and my mom is in the car. Mind you, she had three fucking kids. <laughs> I'm like, this is awkward. But also, like, she was saying to me, she was like, and even if I could, she's like, would I have had enough money? Probably not. Right. So I would have been in the same place. Mm-hmm. And that's the sad thing about it. Was it's it like, legal then? Also, that's what, Grandma's I, what, eight you know, and a lady. Mm-hmm. So probably yeah, not. Yeah, no. maybe not. And, and, and now, which now, makes it significantly uh, less safe, um, you know, which is what they're trying. Like, just be just right. if, if abortion, if these bans go through, which hopefully that's they what don't, I want to talk about. Like, how do unsafe? What is an unsafe abortion? We all know about a fucking hanger, but that yeah. sounds very like being thrown down the stairs. Well, like on those uh, again, probably on the mess like. What course. is the most Ooh. realistic? Is it a drink someone takes? Like, how are women culturally having unsafe abortions? Like, in what way? Well. Today, so uh, there's a couple of ways. Mm-hmm. Um, they're having a procedure done by someone who isn't licensed. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, and they're doing that because they can't access care the care that right. should be available to them. I just These are not, by the like, way, third world countries. Ireland just had abortion become legal. Oh yeah, like that shit is real. If you couldn't I, afford to fly out, what you going to yeah, do? Yeah, I just want to be clear that like the reason people don't access like the provision of medical care is usually because there are barriers put in place. Right. So they perhaps are ordering pills on the internet, which can be more or less safe depending on the pills. Right. There are herbal remedies, which are more or less safe. Some of them have been used for a really for long time. For like, like, you look at it, yeah. have a safe miscarriage, quote unquote. Not yeah. Safe, well, there's but, no um, means of de- de- deciphering between the two. If you like went to the hospital afterwards, they can't tell if it's safe. If you've had an abortion or if you're miscarrying. Ah, um, okay. Uh, mm. But then there are places, and I'm forgetting what country it was. It was in South America where they were dealing with an abortion ban, and activists were circulating videos teaching women how to uh, throw themselves in front of a bus what? so that it looked like an accident to terminate their pregnancies, or how to trip and fall on a fire Super hydrant. common. 
right? How to how to physically induce a miscarriage because they couldn't access abortion, wow. right? Wow. That's insane. No, literally. <laughs> this should n- never be the the measures that women have to resort to. Listen, if the answer is you have to take herbs that have worked for thousands of years, like okay, fine. Like that's not ideal, but like all right. But to cause physical but harm. But to have to, to cause yourself. physical harm to yourself. People take hot baths, they drink bleach, which really doesn't work. Those things are not connected. But people are pretty unaware Didn't of how their bodies in a, work. A movie Precious. That's right. She had a, an abortion by some like neighborhood doctor lady. Yeah. Yeah, uh, that, 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 that movie came out a while ago, but I do yeah. remember that was the first time I had kind of watched it like that and had questions yeah. for myself. Like, and when I was Dirt, learning, dirty dancing, that right. that, that, that Roe v. Wade, but that was the shout out to New Paltz. Yeah, yeah. I want to read um, before we get out of here. Our home mail this week again is from one of our listeners mm-hmm. um, who shared her abortion experience. She says, "Hey y'all, I just want to start by saying I love y'all. I listen faithfully every week and was so happy to hear you guys mention abortion. Here's my story." I was 14 when I had an abortion. I had only had sex eight times and knew nothing about what I was doing. I was a freshman in high school sneaking around with a 19-year-old senior. He was the star of the football team, and he made me feel special. Eventually, we stopped having sex because I found out he had a whole girlfriend. Not a half one. A whole one. (laughs) Fast forward. I start throwing up all day long after every meal. I can't make it through basketball practice anymore i sleep all day long and all of a sudden i can't see my feet in the shower anymore one morning i threw up one morning i threw up after i had breakfast and my mom straight up asked me if i was pregnant i hadn't told anyone but my big sister that i was having sex so i was in shock but i was honest i told her i didn't know her reaction was what any black mother's reaction would be she was pissed she called my dad stepmom and stepdad and they made me explain everything what my dad the called team. the whole team my dad called me a hot I don't know maybe maybe, maybe, she, meant maybe she meant hoe my dad called me a hoe and my stepmom told me this baby was going to ruin my life and they were going to let it they then made oh. me take them over to the house his mom was there but he wasn't and she basically acted like she didn't care then they made me call him and he told my parents it wasn't his and he didn't know me. Oh my God. That hurt. He was the only person I had ever had sex with. So then my parents were really pissed. They made me call and tell my grandparents and they told everybody else. What the fuck? I felt so ashamed, but at the same time, I still didn't really know how know much about sex that night I was at my dad's house and got a call from my mom she had her first child at 18 she told me she's seen me make so many of the same mistakes that she did but she didn't want this to be one of them she asked me if I had wanted to keep it I was honest and said no I was a baby what was I going to do with a baby she told me we didn't have to tell anybody and she would take care of it Right. I didn't grow up with a lot of money, but my mom took the rest of her income tax money and paid for the doctor's visit where we found out I was eight weeks along and the and, and they took care of the abortion. She gave me the chance that nobody else wanted to. Now I'm a college grad. I'm a teacher and I'm influencing more girls like me not to make the same mistakes. It really hurts sometimes to see people openly speak against something they can never understand. I'll shout from the mountaintops that a woman should have the right to choose what she does with her body. Thanks for you two. Oh my God, I want to hug her so much. My eyes are watering reading that, but I'm also really emotional right now with my anxiety. But Dude, can imagine how stressed out you are already at 14. Oh my God. That you don't even think you're pregnant. You're that oblivious. I... Oh, and right. every, everyone's letting him off the hook like it's not a big deal. Like it's and, not a big deal. She has to the she has just, girl, yeah. I'm, I'm not wishing bad on nobody, but... Just, but if I just, was... Just Facebook him and just see. 
And if he ain't, let's all rejoice. Email us back. Right? <laughs> you know? Like, right. that, was, that was, you know, that, that, that's too much. But also, again, as a woman, like, you feel the shame from everyone. You, you got to call your grandparents. I will say grandparents. The, guy, the kid was probably scared of his parents, too. I'm sure. No, of course. And men and, have that thing and with, the, you know? mom who knew. Who knew. Who knew. And who knew that she also had to hide that from all of those other people. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's what it becomes like this real intergenerational like trauma that gets passed down. And it doesn't, I get frustrated because it doesn't have to. Mm-hmm. But also it, for any of any, for anyone who's a mother of a teenage daughter, for her first response to be to call everyone in the family right. without first having that conversation with her. Because now, even though you did take her to have the abortion, everyone knows she was pregnant. How you think the baby just disappeared? Right. So without even saying, hey, I went to take her to get an abortion. It's wanting to shame, but a lot of... um, I was recently talking to the the lady when I was getting my hair braided and she was like, we watched this woman embarrass her kid in the hair salon, right? Mm. And I was like... I, really I was going to say, it's like a lesson, right? Yeah. Mm. Now, my mom had done a few things to try to embarrass me. Like, I think I was really young, and, like, I made fun of this girl about what she was wearing, so my mom wouldn't let me wear my certain things. I was a kid. I was in elementary school. But I understood that lesson. To me, that's a value, right? It's like, mm-hmm. I still have clothes to wear to school, but it's not what I wanted. It's like, that was her way of letting me feel it. When parents try to embarrass kids, like, I really don't believe it's this transformative justice at all. Like, it's degrading as fuck. My sister stole something one time, and my mama made her return it. Literally that's made her go back, back in. up into the thing and a, say, I that's took different this. from that's that's different. Going up to something that's you kind did. Of, yeah. Okay. Versus, like, telling there's everyone nothing to own up to in, in this girl's scenario. Of right? course. She had sex. She had sex. What, that's not a thing you have to own up to. That's a thing you do, and that's an okay choice, in theory. Right. Right? So it's not like. Stealing is wrong. Also, she was in high school, right? Depending like, on who you're stealing from. A I lot guess. of you might be hearing this age, 14, being like, ugh. Man, we always, uh, in me hi- and all my friends, we was fucking in high school. But yeah. high school, I mean, that's the fucking age. Yeah. One of yeah. The, yeah. And one of the things that we also advocate for, obviously, abortion is sort of our centerpiece. Like, that is the thing. But it's also the thing that's most under attack. Access to contraception is so important and mm-hmm. harder than it should be. Um, but the other thing is that sex ed in this country is, like, is abysmal. Shit. Yeah, you know especially if you're at a public school. You know who's providing some of that sex ed in some schools? Those fake clinics. Yeah, governments are bringing them in to do abstinence-only education. So there's a real need to like reform that. It's something that should be like a K through 12 learning experience. Mm-hmm. You're not going to send a kid to college and be like, do calculus if you didn't teach them how to count in kindergarten. But we're sending kids off graduating out of high school and being like you need to understand consent you the need to understand you your like body you need to understand relationships not wanting your kid to be in sex ed is mm-hmm. wild shit yeah. it's well, crazy and you have to get permission to be able to teach it to kids at a lot of the public Le- schools legislators love to say well parents really want to teach that at home no, they no, don't. They, 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 don't. Don't. No, they, they don't. didn't learn it themselves. Right. And they so don't how, know how, how to have that conversation. No. And we wouldn't have such a consent problem in this country if that was true. No. I thought Honestly. I could suck a dick and get pregnant. Only, like, my mom told, like, I just didn't ask those specifics, right? <laughs> right. But, like, my mom told me about sex. My mom taught me how I could get pregnant. Like, got to use a condom, birth control, things like that. But I still really was like, yo, if I swallow... You never know. That's right. it. The baby gonna swim down Once and again, get into my goddamn Those systems egg. aren't connected, but people don't know that. Right. They don't. Right. People don't get taught that. Yeah. Do, you, do you guys have any sort of emails or anything that we would be able to let our listeners know if they have any questions to you? Or I guess we can go ahead and also just shout out um, before we get out of here the places that 
they could do outreach to um, and maybe find the answers they want regarding the laws that are we going didn't cover on. something, though. Abortions. What? I don't know if you did when I was in the bathroom. The effects of too many, like, is there a too high number? No. No. Well, we talked about it not affecting the reproduction. And no. It was and a- also, like, so it doesn't affect the reproduction, right? Mm-hmm. What are the statistics that we are fucking seeing like that? Like, we sat in this episode, Mandy heard it, I said no way, Googled it, and it came up like it was fucking gospel. Like, are there studies that are, like, it could could there be a false... You're talking about fertility? Yes. Yeah, fertility. No, so, no. She said it was safe. The one thing that I would really, really nudge, like, so, okay, on that episode, again, I keep going back to I when know. you guys talked about it, you pulled something up and started reading. Yeah, and yeah. In my head, as I'm listening, I'm like, what, what is reading? this source? What mm-hmm. is the website? Is this Wikipedia? Is it prolife.com? Is it, you know what I mean? Like, because where are pe- people, people finding update, information? People update, I know, Wikipedia. They can just go in there and well, update anything. And one of the things um, that is just coming out in particular, and this isn't fully the same thing, but... Um, in the last like year and a half, uh, studies of the Facebook algorithm um, show that, in particular, anti-abortion stories get lifted up in social in media um, more than other sources. So, oh, like, okay. Life News gets like elevated in face like shares of Life News get LifeNews.com, which is um, not they're good. not good. LifeNews.com, no, no. okay, not a good no. source. Um, it's ironic, right? Like. Life sounds like a good thing. Inevitably, if you are reading about reproduction and there's the word life in the title, it is almost always an anti-abortion source. Good to know. So um, there's lots of resources out there. Um, that makes sense. That does right? Make sense. And the, I actually, uh, shout out to Aniko I used to work with. She sent an article to me this morning on this. Right-wing mm-hmm. sources dominate abortion-related news on Facebook. 63% of links and 72% of Facebook um, posts are coming from right-leaning Why sources. Why are they so upset? Wow. And like, this is, again, this is something... Like, like I honestly don't yeah. even get it anymore. Like, I, unrelated, but, like, posted a picture with the girl I'm dating, and I kissed her. You wouldn't believe the amount of fake pages that, like, has shit to say about Oh, me. yeah. I literally talked about eating a cream pie out of someone before. But seeing me kiss this girl on Instagram was too fucking much. Too, too far. Like the right. the concern that you. we have for other people and their bodies, the concern that men have. It's, it's, all, it's all about control. It's all about... Um, this is where I start to sound like a little kooky, but like it's it's all about a system of oppression. Um, I don't and think that's are, kooky. You're talking to uh, POCs uh, uh, yeah. and we're women, right? Like there's all sorts of systems in place to keep uh, non-white people oppressed, right? You know, all sorts of voter suppression, redlining, like every horrible racist policy that exists in this country, right? There's all sorts of systems in place to keep gay people oppressed. There's all sorts of systems to keep women oppressed. All of the systems are in place to keep everybody except for straight white men oppressed. Oh, um, by design. And it's by design, right? It's on purpose. And they're freaking out right now, and all these laws are passing right now because women are standing up, because gay people are standing up, because trans people are standing up. They want us to, y'all. Because black people are standing up, and they're scared because we're making a lot more progress than we ever have. Yeah. Yeah. Right? 
So th- there's a ton of resources out there. It's not. Um, we can include some if you don't have organizations. Yeah, no. this description. I mean, I will put in a plug for our website, which is um, nirhealth.org. And if you're interested in like the local level laws that are being passed, what's going on at that level, it's a great place. Well, girl, to... you the VP. We ain't got to ask for nobody else. We come in right here. Yeah, you, you just call me. <laughs> right. Um, Danielle, I feel a cramp. Like, Am I pregnant? My aunt, I think I'm pregnant. You will not be the first person to just call me and know that. I'm also everyone's aunt who like, they're like, oh, hey, my kid needs to ask you a question. I'm like, all right. Hey, what, what's up? That's how it goes. And, and I'm like, okay, uh, well, you remember when your mom was pregnant? Okay, let's start there. Um, <laughs> uh, so we have a lot of information on the like local stuff that's happening. There's an organization called Bedsider that if mm-hmm. you're trying to find the right contraception for you, they are an excellent resource. Bedsider. Everything Bedsider, is like yep. laid out really nicely. What are some other non-hormonal besides, I do the rhythm method, you use a diaphragm. Mm-hmm. What are some non-hormonal condoms? condoms. condoms. Um, any other ones that maybe are? It's really, once you're doing non-hormonal, you're talking about physical barriers, right? Mm-hmm. So, so a diaphragm or a cervical cap, right which now. are both things that go inside you, um, a non-hormonal IUD, IUD. Or, or condoms and and, and tracking. Um, Spermicides. There are a ton mm-hmm. of hormonal methods that work really well for people, but you do sometimes have to find the one that works for you. It takes a little shopping around. Um, yeah. The first pill that your doctor puts you on might not be the best one for your body. Depo was not um, for me, honey. Depo may uh-huh. not be for you. I, <laughs> hated, I hated being Depo on the pill. Depo was not for me, like and I can't keep up with too. pills. And that's why I stopped. Like, I just, I didn't like taking a pill every day, Same. and I felt crazy, yeah. and I didn't Oh. Want to take the effort to go through finding? I'm a already a crier. Feel crazy? <laughs> Holy fuck! Yeah. Last thing you Not need. to mention when I got the depot. I remember coming back and like, hey, I gained weight, and he was like, yeah, the depot didn't make you gain weight. Maybe your appetite went up. And I was like, ah, probably because of the depot. Excuse Believe it or not, fuck, you are not the first person who had that experience. Like, it was such it's an crazy. asshole thing to yeah. say to me. Well, yeah. remember there was the thing that came out where they had been working on uh, hormonal birth control for men. But the side effects were yeah, just yeah, yeah. too much. And the side effects were like bloating and like achiness. I remember that. And I was like, only? <laughs> Try every like, month. Right. Oh, no, you got right. a little bloated? Take the pill, man. You know, if, right. men, if men <laughs> could get you. pregnant, we all would not be sitting here right now. We we would not be having this conversation. No. And y'all motherfuckers need to go ahead. There's birth control for men, too. So if y'all are out here not wanting a baby, but y'all want to sit here and keep fucking bitches raw, there are... Vasectomies well, are very true. easy procedures. Oh yep. all the they are that outpatient. Right now, I, have them. I know. I'm talking to a lot of men who have vasectomies. Vasectomy rates go up during... Whatever the basketball, whatever the basketball thing is. Oh, that's what I was gonna say. Basketball, yeah, basketball they season. That's, yeah, and, what's and the college gonna... basketball thing? March Madness. Thank Wait, you. <laughs> really? Because they Guys sit and heal during March Madness. They time it to that. They have to take three days off and they can watch basketball. Yo, it's true. Shut the hell up. It's true. True. Anyway, y'all. When would be good for us then? It's true. What? When would be good for us then? Literally any day that you get to sit at home. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah, when's that? I'm like, I'm like I don't need to watch basketball. Well, well, go, like ahead always... go ahead and do a Labor Day weekend, a Memorial weekend when you don't have to take a day off of work because they pay you, you know, no, do it see, during a long weekend. That's where it's different because they're like, we have to take days off work for a vasectomy so we can watch March Madness. Uh, and you're like, I don't want to take okay. my days. Can I, I just insert one more little bit of outrage? If you want to get a tubal ligation as, mm. a, as a woman, as a woman. Oh. Which is getting your tubes tied. Getting your tubes tied. It's 
really challenge. Like a lot of times, if you're not a certain age or haven't had or children, haven't had, or children, haven't had children, children have they will pressure you and and like you know how many women I know who have who've had conversations with their doctor and they're like, I just don't feel right about it because you're still of childbearing Again, age my, and you're you gonna regret it. So, so my mom has her tubes tied. So that was a conversation I've had with her, and she got it after my youngest sister. There's three of us, and they still. Or trying to, even though she had, you know, kind of thoughts of even she's aborting like, the third one because of financial reasons, they still w- almost were like trying to tell her not to get her tooth. She's like, I'm done. I think I would know. Yeah. Three kids. She's like, no. Meanwhile, and I guess if she had, if, you know, her male partner, if they were to walk in, no problem, no questions asked. When do you need a schedule? Which is what happened to Neo um, and Mon- Moneta, I believe, is his ex-wife. She, Same issue. She, wow. she agreed to have the um, her tubes tied. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and then he, now he has a baby with someone else. So that's, Ooh. yeah. That, um, that. W. Kamal Bell just did a episode where he broadcast his yeah. vasectomy. Yep. He that's was like, dope. this is how I'm, I'm, this is what I'm bringing to our relationship. Like, we're done having kids and she doesn't want to be on the pill anymore. So I'm going to get a vasectomy. And he like broadcast it. But also, a com- this him. is something uh-huh. that, again, like abortion needs to be a conversation. A friend of mine, her partner went and got a vasectomy without letting her know. Um, and so, again, yeah. even even those conversations, if you are in a relationship and your partner may or may not be complete with having children that's also again another Absolutely. conversation that you need to have with your partner I mean if you're you should be if you you're in a relationship you should be making if you change your mind, decisions decisions with your partner yeah. you know who's, you what kids you can adopt all those fucking crazies out there who are convincing us to keep them mm-hmm. forcing motherhood you can adopt those kids if you change yeah. your mind so sure. I want to thank um, once again Danielle and Lacey for coming to the Horrible Decisions podcast thank and for you. us having this conversation and we hope that all of you guys not only learned something but got a couple laughs in there it wasn't is funny, but you know, we just trying to educate y'all. Again, we're sitting across the table um, from two professionals, and Weezy and I are taking in and learning um, every episode that we do with this um, podcast. So what was again, that thing I was just shocked about? Oh, the pulsation. Yes. Yeah. So we want to do your research, guys. Um, there were a lot of good tips in here, and again, we're going to put the information not only in the description of this episode, but on our patron, on our Patreon. I do want to give a huge shout out as well to our patrons. As you guys know, for an additional $5 a month, up to $15, you guys can get three bonus episodes per month and those are dropped if you guys are all caught up with all 100 plus episodes we are sitting in a vault of about another 40 almost um so check out our bonus episodes become a patreon because we are an 18 plus community you do have to type in patreon.com backslash horrible decisions and as always we're going to leave you with a clip from one of our bonus episodes at the end of this episode um and we want to thank again Lacey. we want to thank again danielle thank for coming you. in dropping them knowledge bombs your abortion story. Yeah. Thank yeah. you for all of that. And again, with condoms, y'all. With condoms. With condoms. You know, um, but once again, <laughs> this has been yet another episode of Horrible Decisions. Bye. <laughs> they identify as straight. Some of them even have wives. They have children. They have whole families. They like to but fuck niggas in the ass? No, they don't like to fuck niggas in the ass. That's they like bottom. getting head from guys. And they don't, soldier they don't, whatever, they don't, they don't look at oral sex as full sex with a man. Vinny says it all the time. They do. He's so, like, dog, these niggas just want me to suck head. They dick. just want head from men. And I've met a lot of men that actually like that. And so it's like, but I they won't identify, they won't, I, 100% sure, but they won't identify as gay, questionable, by curious. They're like, nah, nigga, I'm straight. But they like getting head from guys. In the coldest winter ever. Ooh. Like midnight. talks about, about midnight. Oh, she talks about, no, a, I don't know if it was a guy speaking in the book, but about the jaws. He was like stronger. Like it's a, They do have stronger. Yeah. Yay, Um, The next one. 
N is non-binary, so you guys might hear this one a lot. Um, it's a gender identity and experience that embraces a full universe of expressions and ways that of being that resonate for an individual. It might be an active resistance to binary gender expectations. And by the way, that sentence, an active resistance. Right. What is that? I say non-binary when I want to piss people off. What is non-binary? Um, Break that down. Because it, I, for me, even me. So it means that you don't conform to any of them. It's gender non-conforming. Like we just, oh, so we so just I'm not a man, I'm not a woman, I'm... But it's not sexuality because so we just had a couple on. No, it's on. your gender. Oh, it's gender. Okay, because I was going to say we just had a couple on and we asked them their sexuality and they were like, well, we they didn't want to say straight. They didn't want to say bi. They didn't want to say anything. They were just like, we just. To me, they didn't even want to identify. Queer. But oh, okay. I think they just didn't know how to identify. I don't think it's like more. Than but this is more so gender. But gender. So we got to remember gender and sexual orientation are two different things. For example, Chris Jenner. I mean, no, not Chris Jenner. Caitlyn Chris- Jenner would be a lesbian or queer so lesbians are not female lesbian is woman attracted to woman but so here's my thing trans identify as women so can you not say that there that caitlin jenner is a lesbian do you know the difference between women and female yes that's so, their, so for those of you who organs. aren't list, who are listening and you get a little confused actually when sam white came and he was like when guys say females he was like oh you tripping Remember that? I get it. I get it. Female, female describes you by your genitalia, your gender that was assigned at birth. Women is how you identify. Like, I identify as a woman. Um, so apparently, so Caitlyn Jenner is lesbian. But lesbian is women attracted to women. Not female attracted to female. Uh, so, yeah. Um, but I think it's queer because she's trans, but whatever. Whatever fuck you want to say. It's a lot. What's the next okay, one? Okay, the next it's one a, is oh. omnisexual. Okay, this is new. A person who is attracted to people from across the gender spectrum. I think this is what I am. Similar to pansexual, omnisexual people recognize potential partners' genders, are attracted to all genders, and make decisions about partners based on their gender. So maybe I'm omnisexual, bitch. I don't know. I've said pansexual before, but I think it's a lie because... I when I look no. at women, I look at women. So and that's the thing with me. People say they like, oh, it just doesn't matter. It doesn't it matter. Is. Yeah. Nah, I be looking at bitches for who they are. Same. I ain't gonna hold. I you. always look at like hair, the nape of the neck, lips, like hips. Like I definitely is am there. A- is there like um? I don't think any. of Oh, I guess there is one. Maybe no. Uh, so like for me, when it comes to say all genders, like because I watch all types of porn. I watch gay, straight, and trans porn. But even when I watch trans porn. I'll be honest, and again, I'm sorry if I offend anyone, but when I watch trans porn, I want them to be super feminine looking, but with big old dicks. And I have a problem because a lot of them don't have big old dicks. What you want? So this isn't a. I didn't do pansexual or poly for this one because we discussed it with um, Marzi Jane, maybe. But anyway, Uh passing is also gay slang. It's the act of being perceived by others as one's preferred. Identity. Me. Now in Pose, did you watch Pose? I meant to watch it. I know. So I they heard talk it so a lot. Good. There's a Electra who's in Pose makes comments to this other I girl. Her. She's you like, she's her. like, you're she's just nice. mad because I'm passing and you're not. I can pass. I could go to Bergdorf and they're gonna wait on me. They won't do it for you. Like they were using that as like a. I mean, I'm not gonna lie. Shout out to Jamie Paris who came on the show. Beautiful, bitch. And she's I considered a quote unquote passing. passing. And and that's. What the fuck is I your problem? I really though? have a problem with you right now. So I just took. I just feel like you're dramatic because this bitch really just pulled out her inhaler. We're not smoking weed. This it's is not a, about the. Air. Or is it because <laughs> this room is enclosed? No, I fucking went. 
I just need You're not in workout clothes. So what did you do that you just had to... (gasps) In your inhaler. (gasps) It's not always like... (gasps) I don't have to be doing something in the moment. Sometimes it could just be like backed up from later. I don't know, Mandy. I felt like I needed it. I really... All right. Need this so video. whoever was listening to the show, wasn't I wheezing? I was starting to hear it. I didn't hear it, bitch. You don't have your headphones on. <laughs> <laughs> From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house. And I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Top Thrill 2 is like no other course. Two 420-foot vertical speedways, three launches. All right, let's talk strategy. Copy that, driver. Go for maximum acceleration off the start. Measure that. You've got a short straightaway to push from 0 to 74 on the first vertical speedway. And what about the rollback? Rollback will set you up for an explosive reverse climb 420 feet in the sky so you reach 0 Gs in total weightlessness. 420 feet of straight-up speed. Let's get it. Top Thrill 2, the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch Stratocoaster. Get your tickets at cedarpoint.com. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action, and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network work.